0: Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Conversations with Milu. Um, so I'm starting off Episode 1 as a solo podcast, of course, but I do plan to do more, uh, collaborate recordings and interesting conversations, um, ranging a wide variety of topics. The reason being is because, um... I am interested and curious about a wide variety of topics and I would consider myself uh, or I find value in being a generalist and I actually find joy in being able to explore um, many arenas of information that are accessible to me that I'm aware of ranging from technology, society, culture, Artificial intelligence, you know, even some emerging technology, climate change. Uh, I am also interested in a lot of topics of theology because I do consider um, religion being this um, emerging structure from philosophical ideas. And it's really interesting as humans how we've um, formed these, um, you know, religious models to help us uh, navigate through this reality. But without further ado, let me get into um, a very specific topic that is dear and dear to my heart which is Jungian psychology and uh, I came across this really wonderful blog, you could say, uh, as I was searching for a topic or I guess a combination of uh, psyche and environment uh, related to that from a Jungian perspective. And I am going to share the information on this article, basically read through it because I did find a lot of value in uh, reading through it myself and the message that it depicts. So I'm gonna get right into it. Uh, The article is called Man and His Environment and it's from the blog Carl Jung Depth Psychology site. and the segment that this was written under is of course carl young depth psychology under the topic of environment letter mother earth and also kind of like a subtopic here i just want to read out loud uh, the name of this article is of course man and his environment uh, the earth has a soul cg young on nature technology and modern life hans carroll a swiss geographer from zurich university Sought views on regional planning for the canton of Zurich from into influential persons, among whom was Jung, who gave him a half hour appointment in February 1950. The subject so engrossed Jung that he kept Carol nearly an hour longer. Carol came across notes of their conversation f- some years later and wrote them up for the New Zürcher Zutungs, literally supplement. In June 1963, a slightly expanded account appeared in the magazine landscape in 1965. The following is reprinted from the anthology, Young Speaking. So this is a dialogue between Carol and Young. Um, So it looks like Carol was a Swiss geographer from Zurich University. And she was uh, having this conversation with Young. And she took notes of this conversation. And as you know, Young... uh, is a swiss psychoanalyst and he was i believe if i'm not mistaken born and raised in switzerland and he did most of his studies in zurich university so carol says i would be grateful if you as a leading psychologist would comment on the subject of man and his environment although we planners try not to look at the human being as a mere product of his physical environment we believe nonetheless that the environment is a crucial factor in human existence. Just as men are influenced by education, they are surely also influenced by the environment society designs for them. Young says, I am very pleased that you are devoting your attention to this question. The abstract nature of work in a technological age leaves a worker dissatisfied. Dissatisfaction induces people to look for compensation elsewhere. Suggestibility increases geometrically according to the number of persons involved. Mass mental disorder may reach epidemic proportions. Decentralization on the other hand allows for small social units. Every man should have his own plot of land so that the instincts can come to life again. To own land is important psychologically and there is no substitute for it. We keep forgetting that we are primates and then we have to make allowances for these primitive layers in our psyche. The farmer is still closer to these layers. In tilling the earth, he moves around within a narrow radius, but he moves on his own land. The industrial worker is a pathetic, rootless being and his remuneration and money is not tangible but abstract. In earlier times when crafts flourished, he derived satisfaction from seeing the fruit of his labor. He found adequate self-expression in such work. But this, no longer, this is no longer the case. First of all, he's responsible for only a small part of the finished product. Secondly, the product is sold, it disappears, and he has no further stake in it. Because the psychological reward is inadequate, the worker rebels against his employer, against capitalism as a whole. We all need nourishment for our psyche. It is impossible to find such nourishment in urban tenements without a patch of green or a blossoming tree. We need a relationship with nature. I am just a culture coolie myself, but I derive a great deal of pleasure from growing of my own potatoes. People tend to look for the kingdom of God in the outer world rather than in their own souls. This is particularly true of socialism. Individuation is not only an upward but also a downward process. Without any body there is no mind and therefore no individuation. Our civilizing potential has led us down the wrong path. All too often an American worker who owns only one car considers himself a poor devil because his boss has two or three cars. This is symptomatic of pointless striving for material possessions. And then he goes on. Yet, we need to project ourselves into the things around us. Myself is not confined to my body. It extends into all the things I have made and all the things around me. Without these things, I would merely be a human ape, a primate. Everything surrounding me is a part of me. And that is precisely why a rented apartment is disastrous. It offers so few possibilities for self-expression. In a standardized apartment, in a standardized milieu, it is easy to lose the sense of one's own personality, of one's individuality. A community is based on personal relationships, he goes on. No community can evolve where people can easily move household from one place to another. The one-family house, the house owned by its inhabitants, is much better because it, ne- it necessarily engenders a sense of permanence. If man has a hand in shaping his environment, it will reflect his personality. A Soviet collective farm lacks soul, and the people who live in it are dull, unhappy. A lot because they have been deprived of any opportunity for self-expression. A captive animal cannot return to freedom, but our workers can return. We see them doing it in in the allotment gardens, in and around our cities. These gardens are an expression of love for nature and for one's own plot of land. As our working hours become shorter, the question of leisure time becomes increasingly essential to us. Time in which we are free of commands and restraints, in which we can achieve self-realization. I am fully committed to the idea that human existence should be rooted in the earth. And... That is the end of the blog. Uh, And this may offend some people. And I also want to give credit to the author. Whose name is um, Mr. Purrington. And this was published in February 22nd, 2020. I've had this article open on my iPad for quite some time now. And I, for some reason, keep coming back to it. And I, I think it's well written or well recorded. Um, so, a lot of what Young is saying, depending on who is listening, may be a bit confusing, but it's, I mean, pretty straightforward. And I don't know, but I'm thinking it may trigger some people to read this article. I, I certainly hope not. Please approach listening to this with an open mind and just consider the idea. I mean, from my perspective, the way I see it, um, it's merging a lot of values in myself and values I have intentionally exposed myself to uh, because I think that these values of honoring ourselves, who we are as humans, truly understanding what we need and what is healthy for us and therefore what is healthy for the planet is really important to consider. And this is something... Uh, Carl Jung really put an emphasis on and it's something he embodied himself or at least he tried. And I think in, um, you know, reading through his experiences and biographies, I think that he found it challenging to, you know, he was living in between worlds and he really valued nature and being in nature, but he knew he had to get back to the mundane tasks of life, like doing his taxes and paying bills. And in turn, he had to do that because he had to work in the system and to be able to help people and spread this message and you know his learnings and and epiphanies um and knowledge that was important to spread and he was of course you know he went through a lot of transitions from me trying to um being very interested in his lifestyle and his own journey as, you know, as a, you can say, in a sense, a visionary and exploring these diversion way of thinking and being and values. Of course, he lost a lot of friends in the process and, you know, old patterns and old ways of being. And I think it re- it's something we can all relate to. We we shed layers as we move through our lives and shift into being different people. Um, but but I really value this blog because I definitely learned a lot from it, and um, I have been going through several dark night night of soul. We call it. It's it's a process of um, big transitions happening. It feels lonely. Um, in some sense, it is a lonely journey to go through that, uh, because there is a big internal shift happening within you that I think each person going through this process only they can understand, and it can be very hard and challenging, but it's for the best, and Jung talks about his own experience of Dark Knight of Soul, um, and the whole individuation process. And I've been trying to do my best to... because I really do enjoy sharing this ideas. my intention with sharing more insights from Jungian psychology and other topics I've come across is not to necessarily indoctrinate. It's more to self-express. Um... I do believe that um, I see value in exposing yourself to different information. And, you know, I do believe in the soul and the essence of who you truly are and what resonates with you. And we all have different things we resonate with depending on the level of work, internal work that we've done, and what we're attracted to and what moves us. And I would say, this is where I am, and I've been working on this process for a while. Uh, But I hope that you found this uh, reading or blog article interesting. And if you'd like to reach out to me and you found this uh, podcast or episode valuable, please do on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Um... I believe I have included my handles. If not, I will make sure of that. Um, But I am so grateful for whoever is tuning into this podcast. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And please stay tuned for more interesting conversations. And I really look forward to sharing more knowledge on experiences, maybe some subjective views. Uh, So please stay tuned. And hope you have a great morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Take care.